0: Most people have tried just about everything for weight loss with little long term success. Dr. CJ Bankert at Pura Vida Wellness knows that living a fit lifestyle is not a one size fits all situation, and she and her staff work hard to help you achieve the results you're looking for. Whether you're pre diabetic and need assistance with handling blood sugars or gaining mindset tools for making optimal choices, or if you struggle with weight loss because of infections or conditions like Hashimoto's, they use a variety of diagnostics to uncover information specific to your body to make a customized plan for you. So come meet with one of their professionals in their Lakewood office or in Costa Mesa. Go to Pura Vida Well, P-U-R-A-V-I-D-A-W-E-L-L dot com or call 714-421-6560. This is Scott Ware of the Wherewithal Podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm the publisher and editor of Radiance Magazine, integrative wellness at its best, which can be found at radiancemagazine.org online, on social media, on air in the form of this podcast, in print at 600 conscious locations in Southern California. And what do I mean by conscious locations? Places where people are into self-care, meaning they're more likely to have an awareness of their mind-body-spirit connection, and they strive to feed all of them to keep that balance, to be in that sweet spot in their lives as much as possible. And we'll probably discuss a little bit of that today with my guest, Mary McPherson, who has over 30 certifications accumulated over the last 35 years in science-based chemical engineering, hypnotherapy, life coach from Deepak Chopra, certified Kabbalah teacher, a practitioner of the Church of Religious Science, and has been a student and te- a student of mysticism for 35 years and is a great teacher of it as well. And she's had many great teachers and mentors over the years. And I'm very happy to have you here, Mary. Well, it's nice to be here, Scott. <laughs> With all that, it's hard to know where to start. But I did want to ask you about I mean, you're a very spiritual person, and yet you're very technical as well. And so does that mean you have a really good balance? I mean, it goes deep on both sides, it seems. How do you keep that kind of balance? Well,
1: it's an interesting uh, way of looking at life to prove your spirituality through science. You know, and it's if you look at what the... um, spiritual uh, beliefs are from many cultures around the world and they describe God as omnipresent, omni-being, always hearing every word that you say, always with you. Mm -hmm. And then we look at science and we look at quantum physics. The energy source that is in all things is omnipresent, omni-listening. It's always inside of you. It's inside every person.
0: From a spiritual and scientific.
1: From a spiritual yeah. and scientific. We're talking about the same thing. Right. And so um, I love being, you know, everybody calls me that left brain girl, you know, and, and uh, I have uh, um, seven planets in Aquarius, which is all about the brain. And so, but, but, but then, I, I, but I'm also that spiritual being yeah. knowing that every move I make, there's multiple spiritual realities happening, hmm. you know, and I, I think we can prove that scientifically. And that's what I, that's my passion and my love to prove the spiritual realms through science.
0: And you do that very well in, in classes that you have. So for instance, I know you're starting a new class in January Uh, where you're welcoming students. I mean, I know you do sessions one-on-one with people. You do life coaching and all that, but you um, get the most joy out of teaching. Yes. And what is it you like to teach, and what do you (laughs) – I kind of know, but I want you to say. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, um, I I would like to start by saying there's so many fabulous teachers. I mean, Mm -hmm. we have – we are so lucky here in Southern California because there's more – teachers, I think, in this concentrated area than anywhere else in California. Um, We have all these beautiful spiritual places, Sedona, different places that have a lot of teachers. But here we have quite a few, and I've been lucky enough to have multiple teachers worldwide. Um, The thing that I would like to do as being a teacher is to help others all wake up to themselves and wake up to their spiritual path. And there's so much misconception about learning spiritual work or learning mysticism, or what is mysticism, well, that that's people, what I want
0: to help people with. Some people are even mm-hmm. uncomfortable with the word spirituality, let alone mysticism. But when you say waking up to a bigger life beyond their five senses.
1: Well, mysticism just means a mystical experience, mm-hmm. Having, mm-hmm. Having, mm-hmm. having a mystical experience of God. Well, anybody that's uh, that's felt a presence with them or just felt joy for no reason or looked at a flower and in that flower, let the beauty of the flower overwhelm them as a mystical experience ah, because it's, it's an exchange of energy between you and the flower. The other mm-hmm. night, the sunset was so incredible that y- you had to stop your car. It was so, that's a mystical right. experience. Ah. So it's... Um it's being
0: one with the source. The source. So the sunset was the source in that moment? The or?
1: sunset was the source. So the source of all energy at that moment was the sun. Yeah. And the sun going into its rest for the evening created a magical moment.
0: That you had with yourself. Yes. Okay. Yes. And yeah. so not outside of yourself, but within yourself.
1: Right. Yes. There are so many ways to start going deeper and deeper into knowing, going into knowing, well, Mars just happened to be there next to the sun as it was setting, and there's mm. the moon, and da-da-da-da-da, and then you start putting all that together, and now you start to go deeper and deeper into the alchemy mm. of the sunset and why it felt a certain way to some people and not a certain way to other people. Some people might have driven by the same sunset and not even noticed. Right. Where are you in that moment that it drew you in and you had that moment?
0: So that's a wonderful place to take students, to have them appreciate those things and take the moments. We don't take the time. But you just alluded to something else when you started talking about the position of Mars And you were going deeper right there. Now let me ask you this: Um, I heard um, Neil deGrasse Tyson on a video. I think it was about a year old, and he—he's—I've seen him get more. He's a scientist, uh, world famous, of course, and he's on the media in the media all the time. And he um, is getting more spiritual. And yet, when it came to astrology, he poo-pooed it. And, it, and what's interesting is I've had three great astrological readings in the last year. And in so many ways, they were the same, which was amazing, which, it, yeah, it means it works that and my reading could not have been, could not have applied to anyone else. It was very specific. And so can you explain to people who don't understand how, how more the stars are and the planets are? Uh, tell us exactly what's happening because that sounds real woo woo. You're, you're a scientist. You're scientific. Right. You've developed things. Right. You have patents on things. We didn't, I didn't mention that in the introduction. Um, you're so scientific and yet you're woo woo with astrology. And yet, and you were one of the ones who gave me those as astrological readings that were like, wow, how do you know this? So, can you explain that? <laughs>
1: Well, well first of all, it's pretty... funny because uh, my best friend describes me as the most well-educated gypsy she's ever met. Nice. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we can agree that someone like Isaac Newton was very science-based. Yes. Correct. Um, Isaac Newton did not go anywhere or do anything without his almanac. So what is an almanac? An almanac is a book that shows us where the planets, stars, and moon are in that given moment at those certain times a day, certain times a year.
0: Yeah. And so- Was that astrology he was doing? That's telling? astrology. Well, okay. He was telling us where they were, but was he saying anything more beyond that? Well, no, no, no. He wasn't telling us. He was, he
1: was following the almanac, so he didn't oh. make a move unless it ma- matched up with his astrological chart. Okay. And he was a scientist. Ah. So science and and, um, spirituality, if we're going to call it that, I don't consider astrology spirituality. Mm -hmm. It's it's a fact. It's a fact. So let's look at why an astrological chart would be specific to you scientifically. It's like your blueprint. Mm -hmm. If we know that certain stars and certain planets have certain attributes – we know that certain constellations have certain attributes. Well like what's an attribute of Mars? Um oh Mars is very masculine, it's very powerful. It How do we know this? Oh well, it's just been developed over centuries, you know, okay. of but we can we can see it in how it behaves with people. I mean so it's mm. it's really now, we're, we're really going to go foo-foo if we're going to do that is, you know, how do we know that this all wasn't developed outside of this reality?
0: Right. You know, sure. so,
1: so also being science based, I mean, we have to look at multiple realities to create new technology.
0: Right. You have to get outside the box, outside the cube. Sure.
1: Right. And so most of it, they're looking back in time, not forward in time, believe it or not. But let's go back to this astrology principle.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So if I was going to build a house, would I start without a blueprint?
0: No, because you'd get into trouble pretty soon if you didn't plan ahead. Right. Right.
1: So the theory with astrology is that the blueprint is your astrological chart. You... Designed a blueprint before you came. And so, and now you're living that blueprint, but the goal isn't to live within the confines of the walls. If you decide that, you know, this kitchen is way too small, Mm -hmm. you can knock the wall down, even though the blueprint says this is where the wall is supposed to be. You can move within it, right? Same with your astrological chart. If it says that you, have an attribute that is unfavorable, you can ascend that. By knowledge of that, you can move past it. Just because it says it's going to rain doesn't mean you can't bring an umbrella. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So the reason that we have astrology is to be like a guide for us, our specific. I've heard many, many times that people say, oh, well, Mercury is going into retrograde, so everybody's going to be acting crazy. But this is, this is why I have developed the teaching style that I have mm. because that is not necessarily true. It's too general. If you have mercury in retrograde in your chart, it is very favorable for you to do things while mercury is in retrograde. Okay. But if you don't know that and everybody is saying, Oh, mercury is in retrograde. It's going to affect everybody in a negative way. It's not true. And so what I want to do is every, um, different phase of mysticism. If we look at how we do uh, the tarot card or how we do astrology or how, why are we doing it? What's the science behind it? How does it work? How does it not work?
0: Well, while we're there, what is the science behind tarot or tarot?
1: Ah, well, the tarot is an, it's an ancient practice. And it was so funny. I just read the other day with somebody who has had a blog that the tarot has been around for 500 years. Well, they mention the tarot in um the Old Testament. In Where? Solomon, in in, in when they when Solomon is talking to the the fortune tellers mm-hmm. and to bring their cards. He he asked the fortune tellers to bring ah. their cards. Well, he's talking about the tarot cards. Sure. And so
0: Not their business cards?
1: No, and this is before Christ. <laughs> right. This is before Christ. And so if we look at some of the old Jewish texts, the old Kabbalah texts, they were talking about the cards, the pathways of the Kabbalah is the Tarot. So that was written pre-Bible. right? And so for a teacher to come out and say that the Tarot is 500 years old, then we have to be more specific and say this particular deck of cards was established 500 years ago. But the teaching or the use of the, the tarot or tarot, or however you, would tarot, like it, yeah. you want to say Either it, it is um, it's more ancient than we can know.
0: Okay. So how is it scientific?
1: Ah, Because it's based on, believe it or not, astrology. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot of astrological principles. Um,
0: Which some but, people would not say is scientific.
1: Right. But we can get deeper. This is why I teach the class. Because you can, you'll see why okay. things are more scientific. But the the use of the tarot is the hero's journey, which we have seen through the all of the ages. You know, it just keeps yeah, it's going. in our DNA. It's in our DNA, yeah. and so basically, it's waking us up to the steps. So anytime we have a formula, mm-hmm. um, it's science based. What is science? Science is the um, search for Uh, proof Mm -hmm. okay it is the search for being one with the source science is the connecting us to nature science is basically looking at the smallest molecule in nature to the largest uh, thing in nature planets and stars and mountains we're looking at nature we're looking at the behavior of nature in science. That's what science is about. So this okay. is all about what mysticism is about, is the behavior of nature.
0: And where science has difficulty, when we talk in areas of spirituality or consciousness, that it's experiential, it's subjective. But science needs science proves things objectively, that objectively, no matter who you are or where where you're at, this will always hold true. But when you talk about love, when you talk about consciousness, feelings, those things are, that's my experience or your experience. I can't prove my experience. It's just my experience, but I know I had it.
1: But this is, this is a very good answer to that.
0: Mm.
1: Your experience can be proven through energetic fields. So we know that when you're feeling that sense of love, Mm -hmm. your DNA Mm -hmm. changes, it vibrates a different way, it sends out different hormones throughout your body, it Mm -hmm. sends out different... um, uh, endorphins through the body. It can scientifically, but the, yep. that, that can be science. So love, the mm. feeling of love can be scientifically proven that you are having that moment. Just like that sunset. Yes. If I was hooked up to an EEG based technology, right. a heart monitor and other things, and I'm vi- visualizing or viewing that sunset, it doesn't matter if I actually see it or if I visualize it my cells in my body are going to have a response that science can measure.
0: Okay. Now let's draw a line from this to tarot and astrology. Okay. How, how are these astrologers able to accurately pinpoint and and they don't know each other, but they know me and you know, how does that happen? How's that scientific? Because they've learned Mm -hmm.
1: All the attributes of the different planets, the different um, uh, constellations, the you know what is moving together and moving apart, what is in retrograde, what is not in retrograde. So they've learned a formula. How did this formula come about? As I think, what your question sure. is more. There we go. Then how can all of them say? Three different people look at the same chart and give you the same answer means that all three of those people were very educated in astrology, right? So, in that, they have learned the formula that has been created from our ancestors. And and whether, they under, down.
0: whether they understood the formula or not doesn't matter. They're they're using it, but you understand it,
1: right? I yeah. understand it. Okay, yeah. I understand how it works.
0: The you, science behind how it works. Can you give a glimpse of? Um, Where the science is? Because because isn't it okay? So the planets have um, a force. They have a pull. Like we know the moon pulls at our tides and we're made of water quite a bit. So it's going to pull us. And that's that's a simple one. I think science has easily shown that. Yes. But then a planet that far away, Mars and Venus... Is it's not pulling that at far away. It's not that far away. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: not that far away. Everything is connected.
0: We think that's the thing. Okay. So we think linearly, but that's quantum physics, right?
1: Right. There's nothing that you're not connected to right now because now that's
0: that right, that right there. Whoa. We, that's <laughs> right. Right. Most well, this is don't why
1: there's, there's all the fighting that's going on in the world. So if there's a war happening, um, in a country Mm -hmm. that is 3,000 miles away. Right. And there is cancer happening inside somebody's body. Okay. They are fighting the same war on a different level Mm. than that war, physical guns and machine guns and all that on another. It's still war within us. Okay, we yeah. are always we are always part of something that's happening. We can't just have peace. People can't allow it to happen, right? Because they start to worry about the war. They start to worry and so then they bring it into themselves.
0: Into their bodies the energy. They bring
1: it into their bodies, into their energy because we are part of this this forever. Evolving planet. And we want to think that we're an individual on our own. We've done scientific research where we've taken people and isolated them from TV, from the news. And from seeing any type of fighting, and these are people that have had uh, physical ailments. I'm mm-hmm. not going to give the physical ailments names, but we've isolated them from seeing negative feedback that's mm-hmm. happening in the world. It's real. It's happening.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and they start to get better. Right. So we are connected without us knowing that we are connected. And this is what I love to teach people is how to. Build oh, force fields, build, build that force field Energetic using, field. using source energy. The source is our planet. We, the planet gives us all the energy that we need. The mysticism from the ages, what has we've been passed down for, for millennia is formulas. Is mysticism really science just unexplained? I would say yes. Okay. If we look back to Hypatia and the libraries of Alexandria, this is what she was teaching. When in in the schools in Greece and in, in Alexandria, they were teaching source energy, hmm. you know. But it, you know, and, and I don't want to get into any religious. Uh, but you know, the, the church had to shut it down because at that time it was considered science. Mm-hmm. so source energy to be one oh, with source was yeah. science
0: so you're saying you don't want to get into religion because what happened was it was considered science but a certain religion came in and shut all that down and burned it down because and, it it challenged what they were teaching
1: right it challenged that the source is not you know you can't gain energy from the planet and from plants and from you can only gain energy and life from giving your life to you know a a A power a belief a Uh, man-made belief right
0: so the it it it's quantum physics they were teaching back then absolutely and that all is one and that and they and science has shown that something that happens here and somewhere else can happen simultaneously a signal sent yes it happens in our bodies all the time yes and we don't talk about it very much because well, there's no money there's money in in pharmaceuticals to help things correct um, yeah that's that's amazing so but it's still it's for some people it's still a leap. it still sounds woo-woo when we get into tarot or but actually, okay, so here's a story
1: or the, and, and be, can I, yeah, I i'm gonna please. give a little secret here so when i in my teaching style, I teach all of the what you would call quote-unquote divination uh, devices in um, uh, the mysticism, which is being one with nature and harnessing the source of nature, Mm -hmm. harnessing the tarot, harnessing astrology, harnessing the Kabbalah. Harnessing science. Harnessing science. The Kabbalah, if you look at the tree of life, now let's look at it's called the tree of life.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: And we look at the sephira and how they're lined up, and we look at the paths of the sephira and how they're lined up. Explain what the sephira is. They're the uh, spheres in the tree of life, in the Kabbalah. And you lay them over the top of each other. As Mm. you go into different levels of education in the Kabbalah, you notice there's multiple levels. Mm -hmm. And then all we have to do is give it a slight little twist, just a slight little twist and make it three-dimensional. And we have the DNA chain.
0: Ah, so they were writing the DNA chain back then. They
1: were writing about the DNA chain. So the now let's look at they have called they the they've called the Kabbalah the tree of life for tens of thousands of years. Yes. And if we actually uh, do
0: the, the, 3D, the turn. 3D
1: turn, we see it, it it enacts a DNA chain. A helix. So they have already Known this for many years. This was Mm. science. The teachings of the Kabbalah were science-based back in the day.
0: But how did they divine that? And I guess that answers the question. By the way, I asked, right? They divined it. They intuitively.
1: Well, did they? I don't know. That we will. We we don't know. Did they? Was it given it to them from a higher source? Did we know these things? Did we know these things and lose this information? But Ah. this is truly science. So when somebody says, so now let's go back, you can't really know the Kabbalah without knowing the Tarot because the Tarot is on the path of the Kabbalah. Right. And so why would they do that? The hero's journey, the Kabbalah or the tree of life is awakening you to the deeper realms within yourself. Mm. Now, in the olden days, they didn't let anybody learn the Kabbalah until they were over 40 right. because they had to be responsible for the, the power they would gain from it.
0: Well, and understand the life experience. You, you get to be a certain yes. age where you can understand these the, uh, the archetypes.
1: Right. Right right and so it's it's if the more that we look at and put science and spirituality or science and faith together or science and source energy let's really look at what spirituality is spirituality is believing that there's a source right and right. source energy and being inspired in spirit being one with the source
0: Right. Well, I have a quote here that I saw of you. You said, God is no religion. Thank God. It is the energy that connects everything to itself, creating oneness.
1: Yes. The beginning of that was not my uh, quote, I think, of Deepak or Wayne Dyer. One of those said that many years ago. God is no religion. Thank God.
0: Oh, I see. Okay.
1: But But the energy that connects everything, we are all connected. And we think that we have enemies or we think that we have foe or we think we have people or something working against us, but everything is working for us to find a deeper and higher meaning for our own lives.
0: So even the people we think are enemies, our foes, are not their teachers teaching us something that we're, we're resisting.
1: Right. There's a great quote by Cleopatra who said, be careful of those who put you on a pedestal. They're the first to befriend your enemy to overthrow you. Ah. And so when we look to others to tell us who we are, when we look to others to define us or to tell us that we're doing right, there's going to come a point where they are going to maybe become jealous or become envious. And then they're going to say, oh, wait a minute, she's gotten too full of herself. Yeah. Let's knock her off the pedestal. Well, right? That's a
0: seductive trap to fall into, because if someone appears to be worshiping you, revering you or, or you fall into that. And then, like you say, that's but um, that's not a healthy relationship, not a healthy friendship.
1: No, no. And when somebody needs you to always give them accolades or you always need accolades from others, Mm -hmm. you've already fallen into a trap. And this is why I think um, I'm so drawn to mysticism and so drawn to this is because it teaches us uh, to not to be selfish or to be self-centered, but to be self-radiant. Mm. To radiate our gifts from us. And I always tell my students at the first class, um, you know, the oracle at Delphi, when asked the meaning of life, says to know thyself. So what are the tools that we use to know ourselves? Astrology. We can learn about ourselves through astrology. Right. The tarot. We can learn about ourselves through the tarot. The Kabbalah, we definitely learn about ourselves through the Kabbalah. Mm-hmm. We learn about ourselves through our way we react to things. We learn about ourselves from the way we talk to ourselves. The higher, um, or just yeah, yeah, and or this, just, is-
0: or just take a look around you at the people in your life and how they are with you. That is that is a reflection of what of your of life of what you think it is or what you're creating. Look around if you have a lot of negative people, people who have a lot of complaints and excuses, then that's something you're, you're a part of and you don't have to be. So that's another. Yeah. Tool. You're
1: drawing it in and you're drawing it in based on what you believe they are. Not. So it's right. very interesting because sure. you can change your belief in an, in a nanosecond. That's right. But people haven't been taught they can do that.
0: Right. They just think, Oh, this is how life is.
1: Yeah, life is life is definitely and and that life is so linear. You said you use that word. There yeah. are multiple dimensions happening right here in this room and we're not taught to look at that. We're taught that um we're standing sitting still right here in this room, but mm-hmm. the planet is moving at 220 miles a minute. Right. We're taught that we're looking at each other, but mm-hmm. we're really looking at each other through trillions of particles, moisture, Radio waves, microwaves, cellular waves. I mean, so we're looking at each other through a gas, a conductive gas. Right. That's actually corroding everything in the room right now on a very slow level, but we can't see it. Right. So we're taught that to close down that part of the brain that really can see the source.
0: Okay. Now, that's interesting. So I've been... I've, I've said to certain intuitives, I said, I'd like to see more than I'm seeing. And, and they'll say, well, you know, when you open your eyes, what you might try to do is close your eyes for a while, then open them and just try to see what's there before your brain tells you what's there. Because we filter ourselves through our thoughts. Mm, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, and this is what we teach in the mediumship classes is um, that the room mm. is filled with source
0: energy. And you know in many forms in many forms like what kinds of forms
1: um, well, you know we know animals can see uh, energy signatures more than we can now I'm I, hopefully someday when I pass away I'll know now it's just speculation but um, I have seen people standing in the room yes. you know from the other side I yes. have I've done hundreds of almost, you know, thousands actually of past life regression where people are clearly able to see themselves in a past life. So that how are they seeing through the veil? How are they seeing this experience happening? Because there's still an energy signature that's left behind. There's still a, a source right. that we are connected to that Always. if we yeah. just align ourselves in that moment with that source that we're looking for, we can see.
0: Um, So can you see more in this room right now than I can?
1: Well, I could if I was in a full channel. Yes. But right now I'm just, you know, it's so funny. I just did uh, (laughs) brain optimization with a client and um, that's my day job. And he's a boxer, so he has no background in spirituality Mm -hmm. and he's not into this realm that we're talking about today. And he said about two weeks after his optimization, he goes, it's so weird. It's like, I see a glow around everybody.
0: Ah, auras.
1: Yes. And so he's seeing this, not even knowing what he's talking about. Right. It's just his brain has started to open up and see this energy around people and he doesn't have a word for it.
0: Do you want to explain what brain optimization is?
1: Um, brain optimization is an EEG-based technology that optimizes brainwave frequencies for people who've had tra- head trauma
0: or PTSD, um, or people who just want to raise their game.
1: Right. It mm-hmm. also helps with you know opening the pituitary and the the um, hypothalamus and uh, the pineal gland, which we all know that the stronger our penile gland becomes, the more we see the world around us for what it really is. Energy. And if we look at the penile gland, it, it looks like a, like a pine cone with all these little um, facets, like, almost like a sunflower seed. There's so many deep, hidden um, gifts. As the more we, and we we open these gifts through breathing techniques. We Mm -hmm. know that there's so many fabulous uh, healing techniques like sound healing that can open these up, but brainwave optimization just puts it on the fast track.
0: And I know when you're. Having sessions, you have balls. You do sound healing. You yes. have all kinds of yes, yes. fun toys in that regard. Gongs and Gongs.
1: yeah, There there's and there's a huge science behind sound healing. I mean, so this is the the fun thing about being a teacher. It's like, what direction do we go? Well, let's go in every direction. Let's learn, <laughs> let's learn about everything. Um, my classes that I teach are not you know um, sorry weekend uh, classes. I really um, I'm where you can
0: learn it all in a weekend. Right?
1: Yeah, no, no. <laughs> um, the minimum. Well, the, they can take one class, two classes, you know, they can come Try for come for a month. Um, there's no commitment prior to a month at a time, but the actual class is a two and a half year long class and you're learning in depth about everything. And so instead of doing a, a, a introductory style class on the tarot, We walk the hero's journey with the tarot. It's a uh, 26 weeks of making altars, learning about each card, learning about each planet that's associated with the card, learning about the stones associated with the card, learning about the background and the science associated with the
0: card. So as I understand it, to explain it to people, it's Mm -hmm. so the, the tarot deck is each card represents an aspect of the human condition right that that we all know too well and that they that people have just known for a long time right where they knew it in civilizations before us that were here unless we just think we were the only ones whatever people think about that um it's there and it's captured in these cards and that's what i found fascinating for the brief time i looked at them looked into them mm-hmm. um and and it so you when you teach about it then you're you talk about each each part of the human condition you're going deep and you're taking one card at a time and for a week perhaps and right um, and you're living with
1: that card you're creating a friendship with that card with that card and that aspect
0: of the human condition
1: right but the tarot that is very general what you're saying the okay. the, the tarot is a portal it's opening up portals to other places to other realms to to moving energy to it's so much deeper yeah and so we don't just look at those aspects of the human condition we're using what solomon used the tarot for and that is opening portals into deeper knowledge and and deeper now,
0: wisdom. Now, some people might say, well, is that safe to do? Is that something? Uh...
1: Well, if you're taking proper classes, yes, because yes. you learn how to protect. Our first uh, month of classes, our first three classes are about protection yep. and ethics. Right. Because uh, you have to have an ethical code if mm. you're going to know yourself and why you're here and why you're doing this work, you want to have an ethical code. Right. Most people aren't living by an ethical code, or they have one and they don't know it. Mm. And so, and we do. Uh, um, one of my teachers is an amazing uh, African mystic from Ghana, West Africa, Brother Ishmael Tete, and um, he says we all have to consecrate our names to the universe. We have to establish a connection and a vibration to the universe through our name and so one of the first things we do is we create that connection to to the vibration in the universe
0: and i actually participated in that ceremony with you once with some people and it's it's fascinating so we're outside and we're declaring that when we so we speak our name and that when our name is spoken it's going to hold a vibration that we say it holds right which is very powerful. And it's and it's an amazing idea if, if you understand energy and you believe that you have an effect on it, that when your name is spoken, that you have a say in what vibration is attached to it that you've just put in the universe with everything being one. It's an amazing thing. Can You, you want to sh- share a little bit more about that, where people can do that on their own?
1: Um, well, I would suggest uh, it's kind of hard to do on your own because sure. there are specific steps to take. And to really do anything... That is worth doing. Um, they
0: can you, do it in January with you.
1: Yes, they can do it in they January it with me. Class starting, yeah. But um starting, But you want to do it right. You don't want to do anything halfway. And that's, sure. that's kind of the students that I'm looking for, the people that want to do things in a very deep, deep way so they know they're getting the full uh, source connection out of it. You know, uh, we know that – you know, I can write affirmations, but affirmations it takes an affirmation ten thousand times for it to work. But a declaration can work instantly, and it's Whoa. knowing the difference. They, oh, you, and it's proven fact that you, that you, uh, <laughs> a, a uh, an affirmation takes ten thousand repeats before it actually sets into the psyche. Yeah. So when we're doing the name, when we're doing the name consecration, you're, you're declaring, you're doing a declaration and there's certain steps that have to be done to create that.
0: Well, I know a lot of people out there are thinking a lot of people are doing affirmations. Can you give them an indication of in not, not of this particular ceremonial thing, Mm -hmm. but of the, of other things in their life? They would rather not wait 10,000 times. But what's the uh, difference so, with a declaration?
1: Okay. So um, again, this is Brother Ishmael's work, one of my teachers. And um, a, an affirmation is saying something like, I'm a professional dancer. Mm. Well, I'm almost 58 years old and I haven't danced on a stage. And so my brain is going to look at me and go, What? And I'm like, no, but I'm taking dance classes and I want to, well, I'm going to have to work really hard. And I'm going to have to say that affirmation. I'm a professional dancer about a million times to get my brain at this age to think, oh yeah, right. She's a professional dancer,
0: you know, that you could perform on Broadway. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's not
1: going to happen. Right. My brain's going to fight me every step of the way. Right. But if I say, I am a professional dancer and I remember a time that I was 10 years old and I was in a dance recital and everybody, and I'm on stage and everybody in the audience is standing and applauding because it really happened. It, ha, you, it has, the brain needs evidence. Okay. So say this really happened at 10 years old. I am a professional dancer. Audiences applaud to my uh, moves. moves and mm. da. da, da. And the brain goes, oh, yeah, that's right. That happened. I remember. I guess we're a professional dancer. It's so easy then to move into and get the brain on board to believe that you have the ability and the power. We know this is true. We see women. uh, There was just a a woman, uh, 82 years old, started doing yoga. And as a yoga instructor now at 100 years old.
0: Right. So what exactly? But she
1: didn't have her brain telling her she couldn't do it. That's right. She had her brain telling her she could. So what's
0: the difference between an affirmation and a declaration?
1: An affirmation is something that you're trying to get the brain to believe. Yes. A declaration is finding evidence in your life somewhere that it's already happened and reminding the brain it happened already.
0: Well, if someone wants to become more affluent or wealthy than they have ever been in their life, how would that declaration look?
1: Mm. well they, abundance they it's, in other forms. They would look at abundance in other forms or look at when money just flowed to them that they didn't know was coming
0: there you go and okay.
1: then say wow and remembering and remember, that money flows to me and how it fell yeah and well there's a great book written um i think it was 1928 feeling is the secret and huh. it is the, in what year i think it was 28 way back then yeah. Well, most of the really great books were written thousands of years ago. <laughs> so right. as Scott knows with me, I, I, I use, have? I have probably over 7,000 books and I've read more than that. I'm, I'm a, uh, that's my addiction and ancient literature is my, um, my <laughs> obscure ancient literature. Right. Um, but uh, so in this book, he talks about that. It's not about what we think that makes things happen, it's about how we feel. How is it gonna make you feel? What is it that you want to feel? And then it will happen.
0: And it's hard for people to get there sometimes because the current circumstances don't feel that way. Right. So when you say declaration, is that a different way of stating an affirmation?
1: No, because a declaration is just reminding the brain something already happened. Something's already happened.
0: And connecting to that,
1: and connecting to that, because then the physiology of the body, the physiology, everything will start to go into a a memory mode, okay, instead of a Ah. stress mode.
0: See, that is an excellent explanation. I, I haven't heard that in all in in the other explanations of manifesting abundance. Right. You just have to remember go into memory mode of go when into it's me- happened. Go into
1: memory That's mode it's a simple way of yeah. remembering it. Well and manifestation, we have to be very careful because you can manifest things that aren't necessarily in your field and they can't be positive in your life. You can manifest that new car through the power of attraction, but the car could be something totally negative in your life. You get stolen, you get in an accident, you can get divorced in it, who knows? You have to be careful how you, and that's another subject. That but but, you teach. But, but so you, you have you to be it? very careful how you attract because source energy works every time. The formula works every time. So you have to
0: make sure your unconscious thoughts aren't attaching negative things to it.
1: No, that's not it. What is it? It's how it's drawn in. So, okay. so we learned through science in the third grade that um, uh, we put two magnets together, yeah. And if I put two positive sides of a magnet together, they repel. they repel. Mm-hmm. And if I put two negative sides, they repel. Mm-hmm. In quantum physics, no matter how thin we slice that magnet, it still has a negative and positive side. right. Okay. There is a place within the magnet. No matter how thin it's sliced, called the zero point field that has no magnetic pole. Okay. So we think that if I'm super positive about the car I want to manifest, yeah. and I build on this positive side of the magnet, mm-hmm. I'm super positive. I'm going to drive the car. I'm going to put up pictures of the car. I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to be in the car, and if we manifest, we can manifest the car from that perspective. If we manifest the car, can it be positive scientifically? No, no, (laughs) because we've, we've manifested the car through so much positive input
0: that the balance balance has
1: to be there. there. You can't retract positive with positive. Not that I'm telling you not to be a positive. We're looking at basic science right here. Okay. So the car ends up being a negative.
0: Well, how can we make may, sure it's maybe positive?
1: maybe we uh, you know couldn't really even afford the car. We just positive thought the car enough and drove the car enough. And this is why we see you know in 2008 when everybody was doing all this stuff, you know, oh, yeah. everybody lost everything they manifested because it was outside of their energy. Ability yeah, their work. their 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 source energy. So, so how do we do it? Where it's through all? through the zero point field. And okay. this is where Deepak has got some beautiful things. He says, you know, it's it's in the letting go and not thinking positive about it or not thinking negative about it. Oh, I can't have that car. It's too nice for me. I can't afford it. That negative. Yeah. And not, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to pretend I'm going to be so positive. I'm going to act as if I can. No. You release the desire for the car into the zero point field where all power is. So we get this in books like the power of now and, Mm. and um, living in the present and all these, all of your energy, all of the source energy, everything that you need to, Mm. to gain and to build and to create and to manifest is in the moment. Mm. There's no power in the past and there's no power in the future. The power of now. The power is in the now. So if we look at we are magnets, mm-hmm. we cannot manifest positive wealth in our life by approaching it from that magnetic principle.
0: So the zero point field is where we need to be, which means letting go, which is, and Abraham Hicks will say, I am so appreciative of what I have. And wouldn't it be nice if I had a new car as well?
1: Yes, and then you just put it out there, and then you go about your day.
0: And they, and they also, it's also said when you pray, don't plead when you pray, because the pleading is the negative. It's it's coming from lack. If you're right. saying, I love things, I love my life, I so appreciate what I have, and I'm i um, creating this. Right. I'm creating this car as well. That I no, you
1: don't even have to say that.
0: I have to say that. Okay. Love
1: your car. Love your car. The car you're driving right now. Yeah. Give it love. Tell it how wonderful it is. Tell it how um much you appreciate it getting so you're putting energy into the source the source is the car right yeah. and you're putting appreciation and energy into the source of the now
0: okay but and mean- it has
1: no other choice but to evolve into what you are creating in your field
0: but doesn't that mean it's going to give me more of that car no no
1: it means that that energy of that car the energy of the car in your life Mm -hmm. evolves Ah. and has to draw in equal the universe is always creating an equality it has it brings in the equal belief to the situation so if you believe that you're poor no matter how many affirmations you're going to do
0: oh there you go yeah you're going to be poor and the vibration of appreciation
1: Yes, it's higher. It's higher, yeah. and so how we do we learn this? We learn to stop focusing on it, stop focusing on those things that you want, stop focusing on wealth, but focus on the power that you are becoming something more to the marketplace. You are yeah. becoming something great. Your your knowledge that you're um, accumulating within you is building this ability to to create more for the marketplace. And in creating that for the marketplace, the marketplace has nothing but the opportunity to give you more of what you... So we're doing it wrong. We're we're thinking we're going to be more when we have more, but we're not here to see what we get. We're here to see what we become. Mm-hmm. and so if we're focused in the, on the moment on what we're becoming and, and our knowledge and our power and being connected to source and source energy guess what source energy has all the wealth in the universe right there it's right there yeah and i never worry about is money coming? It just shows up. Right. And this is, I'm, I've been so lucky for many, many years to Quote have unquote. wonderful, yeah. To have wonderful teachers in my oh. life because I learned this early on, even when there seems like there's lack, that's when you start to really celebrate, you know, really celebrate that. Well, you know, things seem so that there's, there's a, there's a big
0: void that's going to be filled up. Yeah. Yeah and and you're ready to receive.
1: And you're ready to receive. And so this is giving me time to become something more. Mm. What do I want to become? Oh, I'm going to learn how to do this. I'm going to learn how to do that. I'm going to I'm going to you know, start a new business. I'm going to So when I started my essential oil business, I didn't worry about if it was going to succeed or not.
0: Right. You did it out of love. I
1: did it out of love and because I wanted to learn and I wanted to offer something to people. And subsequently, Without ever having a website, without ever um, advertising it, I sell about a thousand dollars a week hmm. and I've never advertised, I've never nothing with right. it. And it's been created out of pure love and pure just wanting to get something affordable out there at the highest quality. And so it has its own life, right? Now, I should have a website i should have all these things but i haven't needed to i'm a little afraid and this is where i come down in my energy ah. that if i did that it would get so big then my focus would be on that and i would need to make wealth and blah 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 blah, blah. well so this that, is still you know. a good
0: time to tell people how they can reach you uh, oh my gosh we're already close to the hour so um let's go ahead and do that how can uh, well first of all on facebook they can reach you there and it's uh, when you go onto Facebook slash Inspired Life. Yes, they can find you, Mary McPherson. There. Yes, and um, also where else? Uh,
1: well, I don't do have a f- website at this moment. You can reach me through uh, our uh, business cell, which is nine four nine. Five nine zero zero four five four. We'll be starting new classes uh, in January on the mystical journey. Or yep. you know,
0: we we it's basically in the South Orange County area. Yeah, it's
1: in the South Orange County area. But we record every class. I have students in Ireland. I have students taking the class back east in in uh, Colorado. In um. Uh, Georgia. So every class is recorded, video recorded. And so you get the class uh, and the class notes a few days after the class. So it doesn't matter if you're local or if you're, you know, in Bali, you can
0: still take the class with us. And, and this is for people, if they haven't figured out by now, for people who are interested in what we're calling mysticism, but it's, it's science that just hasn't been claimed, or or it has been claimed. A lot of discoveries are out there in quantum physics that you can find that just aren't talked about yet. They haven't seeped into the textbooks yet. Our kids may be just starting to tell us about these things if we have an ear to hear it.
1: Right, right. If they are
0: in the textbooks, but um, it's and just we're
1: still thinking things like the tarot and astrology are pagan beliefs, but they're not. They have been uh, utilized by kings and queens and and the elite for many, many years and and science, you know, if we look at Plato, most of Platoism is about astrology.
0: It is. Yes. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well that that'll have to be for another podcast where we can talk about that. How that Yeah. Um so it's it's I, I took some classes with you. It, it's really fun. And uh and for people who want to go deeper uh beyond the five senses and uh, you're a great teacher, so they'll have a great time. And it's obviously what you love to do. You can you can make a lot more money doing your one on one sessions, which I know you 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 do, right. But you want to teach. You want to teach willing students. You don't charge that much to do it either. Right. You you it's want to share this knowledge. Yeah. It's like you want to have a lot of apprentices, a lot of what seems like wizards, you know, right. in in apprenticeship. Um, but uh,
1: they are all my teachers. This this is my goal is to make the students that come for the classes feel so empowered that they then become my teacher. They bring things back to me that they've learned or they've um, because I can't have all the experiences that they have. And so I not only get to have my experience, but I get to hear all of their experiences. And then we put it all together as part of the big formula. So it's, great. Uh, it's you have really that humility.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Really, you do, and that's a sign of a great teacher. I think that you know you're always learning.
1: Yes. Well, yeah. I don't know anything. You know, uh, I always I, I have a, a good teacher um, who's been doing this for many years, um, uh, Poke, and he always says, you know, the more you learn, the less you know. Right. And uh, because you you're opening portals and you're opening into different things, and you realize there's so much more to find, you know, than we even can imagine.
0: And it's not just to know in the head, also to know.
1: Well, it's not even about the head. It's about the feeling and the heart and the connection. It's when you can look at the sunset and know it's a divine intervention that you in that moment are seeing this energetic um, shift. And it's shifting your entire reality. It's shifting in the moment, every Mm. cell in your body. It's creating endorphins. It's creating love, it's creating, it's changing the surface of the cells of your body when you can fall in love with a sunset. Mm -hmm. This is true magic. I mean, when we look at magic, and ultimately, at the end of the day, this is what the class is, is we teach people how to create water from nothing.
0: That yeah, you can, yeah, yeah so
1: so it's alchemy you're you're when you really can look at being a sorcerer or living from source energy it's that when you talk your plants are listening they all move towards you as you speak to them you're one with nature
0: all that's you just mentioned a lot of amazing things and also that turn of phrase of being a sorcerer which is just coming from source energy right thank you for being here You're welcome. This is great. (laughs) Mary, um, thank you for being here. And everyone, thanks for listening and keep spreading the love.